that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Buddy and welcome to another edition of the Zone Street Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again, Ishmael Johnson. Ish, um, it's here, basically. Six days away from opening night. It's Monday, November 6th is where basically like every country is going to be playing. And um, we will talk about all of that. But um, yeah, how are you doing today? No, I'm doing good, man. I mean, it's golly, it's been a ton of year. Or it feels like a year of like prep, um, but like a couple of six months or so of prep and interviews and then writer interviews and all that stuff. Finally, finally, looks like it's almost here. Yeah, so um, we're going to go through all 25 uh, teams uh, that we have in the state of Texas. Uh, we're going to do the men today, and then on Friday, we'll do the women's side. Uh, we'll also, on Friday, preview a little bit of the games we're excited to watch for on Monday as well, since those are obviously uh, – we're not going to do the podcast before that. So, yeah, that will be on Friday. But today, the teams, your men or two on each one give our predictions, put it in stone, and go from there. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, let's start with the Big 12. Just jump to the deep end. Um, I was about to say, let's do the Big 12. I want to start with Texas. Um, obviously, you know, Texas, uh, the, the, probably the biggest school as far as um, sports goes in the state. And also coming off of a, a night where – um, they struggled a little bit with the Division II school without Dylan DeSoul and Caden uh, Shedrick. So, you know, if you want to place that in, in your mind while you're making those picks, you can do that. But obviously yeah. – Shout, out, shout out St. Edwards, team. by the way. <laughs> yeah, shout out St. Edwards. Um, obviously an incredibly talented team. Um, picked to finish third in 12. Um, that's by the media. And, you know. Caden Shedrick, Dylan DeSue, Tyrese Hunter, Max Brock Cunningham, go down the list. Very talented team. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to go first. Yeah. All right. So I do want to mention, yeah, the, uh, I believe at halftime they were losing <laughs> to St. Ed's um, yes. at, at one point. Of course, they ended up blowing them out. I think they scored like 50 in the second half, 52 or something. Um, so with that being said, there's been a lot of, I don't say hype. Hype's the wrong word. There's been a lot of excitement, I'll say, around the program the past couple, the past in the offseason. With that being said, I think I'm gonna go like 10 and 8. Um I think this is an okay team, but I don't the more I think about this team, the more I just get like UTEP Ronnie Terry kind of like in my head. And I, I think I think this is a team that's gonna be firmly behind the contenders, but above the middle of the pack. When you uh, the contenders to me are Kansas and Houston probably. And we'll get to Baylor and Houston and TCU. I was about to say I probably have Baylor above it, but 
but that that's where we're trying that's where we're trying to figure out and another thing to consider is in the big 12 obviously it depends on who the wins come against like if you beat kansas one of those that's a huge win for your resume so on and so forth right um the reason i'm gonna go 11 and 7 and okay. i think the bottom of the conference gives you a maybe steal another game or two that in years past you might not have been able to steal sure. um not it's not bad the bottom but it's definitely you know ucf oklahoma maybe byu <laughs> you, you add those new teams in cincinnati byu ucf and i think yeah. you can steal one of those games in a way that couldn't really do it before and Sure. I think all three of those teams have something to like when they get into these um, big 12 games with the atmospheres that they're going to be anything like that. Uh, I think it might be a little overwhelming for them. So I think the the returning big 12 teams get an extra win in that regard uh, from those teams. I can right. see that. I can see that. Um, yeah. I don't know. My only thing is like, maybe I'm just like, I, I don't know if I'm underestimating how much Rodney Terry's improved as a head coach. But, like, you know, we've seen a lot of the, you know, we saw a lot of the negatives. Even last year, you saw a little bit of, like, what exactly this team could maybe hit, the ceiling this team could hit. Um, and I think they're I think they're a little worse this year in terms of just talent lost. Um, it's, been, it's a lot on so, Max Amos' shoulders to be really, really good. And I yeah. like him, but that is a lot of pressure on a six-foot guard in any yeah. capacity. Okay. Um Baylor up next. This is a team that you, we could say kind of has, I don't want to say underachieved the past two years, but after winning a national yeah. championship, um, goes out as a one seed in the second round and plagued the year, um, was was the top ranked three seed, I think, in last year's tournament. So, top 10 team, regardless. But, you know, ha- they haven't made that run back that we've been mm-hmm. waiting for. Reloaded with talent, Jacoby Walter. Um, Jaden Nunn, Ray J. Dennis, um, then you get to the court, Jalen Bridges, Jonathan Chalmachachua, and Yves uh, Messi apparently looks like he's going to be a good. So, talented team, where do you have Baylor this year? I think I have Baylor at 12 and 6. Mm. Um, I like Baylor a lot. I was, it was, I was teetering between 12 and 6 and 13 and 5, to be honest. Um, I didn't want to go. To, I didn't want to go thirteen and five because I thought that maybe. I think Kansas is going to more or less, def- kind of. I don't want to say run away with the conference, but like in this, in the sense that you can run away with the big, this modern Big Twelve. Um, yeah. So I would say twelve. I like this team a lot. I, I think this team has length. It has shooting. It has. I think the one thing that I'm going to be curious about is. I know the playmaking is going to go through Ray J. Dennis, but is all the playmaking going to go through Ray J. Dennis? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of the only question I really have. Um, I think everything else I like a lot. I think this team's going to be better defensively because it's hard to be worse <laughs> than last year. And then um, the depth in the front court was a concern, but if Yves see turns out to be pretty damn good, then okay. Like that's potentially 15 minutes a game that you could, you know, count on. Yeah. And you can rotate. Um, if, if he ends up being a player, you end up rotating Josh, um, um, Josh, Muna and Jonathan Kamachachua yeah. and Yusmasi, so that uh, that is a trio that you can supplement. I they are coming 
we had this debate over the summer. It was like, all right, you know, Houston, Texas, Baylor, TCU. Mm-hmm. How do you or how do you kind of rank them? As yeah. the year approaches, I think you make a lot of good points. It's Baylor is very much in that top tier, and they might be the number one team in the state for me going in. I don't. I have questions about Texas. I have questions about Houston. And I think you've just bumped me up when I had 11 and 7 run down, but I'm going to go with you at 12 and 6. I'm going to go. Island. Let's go. We're joining 12 and 6 Baylor. Um, that will put them in contention to be second in the Big 12, probably. And because yep. uh, 13 and 5, like you said, that could win the conference. I was about to say, I kind of have, I mean, that may be a hint. I have Kansas at, you know, 13 and 5, more or less, yeah. which is why I didn't put Baylor up there. Yeah. Texas Tech. Obviously, Grant McCaslin takes over. Um, a very interesting team. Heck, in the exhibition game they played in, in Denton, uh, they beat Texas they A&M. Yeah. Uh, Pop Isaac, I think, hit six threes. You know, I was about to say, I think I, think I tweeted. I don't know if I texted you. I was like, uh, a Grant McCaslin team just shot 23s at the half. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and, you know, I expect them to be a shooting team. We'll see what Warren Washington looks like at center. They have a lot of transfer Um Texas Tech is the trendy pick to be – a tournament team, one of the most improved teams, and I'm having trouble placing them exactly where I want. Yeah, it's do they get to five hundred in conference? Nine and nine? Do they get to 10? right? That's like, I was yeah. about to say. That's it, it's. Uh, I don't know. Where, where are you leaning on this one? I'm leaning. I don't want to go overboard. I'm going to okay. stick at 8 and 10, which I think would be a pretty good record. And I think that obviously that would get them in the tournament pretty comfortably. Yeah. Um, eight, would, yeah. 8 and 10 is where I'm. Okay. Okay. I'm, I think I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic. I think I'm going 9 and 9. Yeah. Um, just because, I, I mean, I, I like you. I think, I'm trying to think, I think the Big 12 is probably going to get seven, eight teams in, right? Um, so I think, yeah, 8 and 10 could get them in. If, I think the big key for me is – I'm trying to find that box score. If they had it, here there is. If Pop Isaacs has taken the next step, then I'm really curious. You know, then that, I think that's kind of uh, – I think that's where I think things could, could really um, flip for them. Now, speaking of – we talked about this a little bit. Speaking of teams with playmaking concern or questions, I should say, not necessarily concerns, but things that I don't know about. Um, that's it. So, with that being said, I still lean optimistic because I think McCaslin's going to have them playing a style, and uh, they'll. I mean, this is going to be a team that's. I think that's going to take like two games off the top four teams, like total, like like in terms of like I think I think they'll win two games yeah. whenever the top every time they play some of the top four. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say ninety nine. Okay, I like that. I, I do think that gets them in the tournament, depending on the non-conference, what they do. But oh, yeah. that should get them in to the tournament. So that would be a great first year. For and their the non-conference conference. isn't – I mean, it's, it's tough. Like, I think it's Villanova's on there. But then, like, that's kind of it. Like, they were pretty, they were pretty light on their non-conference since they are going to the Big 12. So it's like, I think Villanova, Butler, who's, like, fine right now. And then Vanderbilt, are their only uh, really concerns non-conference. Yeah. All right, uh, Houston up next. Newly added twelve coaches, or the media had them coming in second in the conference behind Kansas, uh, just ahead of Texas. Had two first votes in the preseason poll out of 
14. So I get actually this is a coaches poll. Okay. Yeah. yeah, some, yeah. some conferences do um media polls, some do coaches. Uh, depending right. on what they released. All right. So two coaches had Houston winning the conference. Um, I assume one of those is because he can't vote for Kansas. Um, I am, I think, lower on Houston than the general public. I don't know. You might be joining. Um, the backcourt is excellent. The backcourt will be very good. Jamal Shedd's very good. Um, this is a team that loses Tremont Mark, loses some frontcourt talent. Now it's going to be a lot of transfer wings, you know, LJ Cryer. Uh, then you get Terrence Arrow back. I have questions about the front court. I don't know if this team can be as physical as it wants to be on a day-in, day-out basis. I think this team is on a similar level. Of, I'm saying 11 and 7 for Houston. I was gonna say I was gonna say that as well. I think 11 and 7 is right. Um, yeah, I just don't know. Like, I think Juwan Roberts is a good is is a really good, reliable player that that you know is gonna play that starting position well. But outside of him. Right, we've had questions. Right, the fact that the fact that we were figuring out that Terrence Archinot is playing the four is like what you know. It's, it's like it's like raises yeah. those questions. Um, but with that being said, similar to Baylor, they're firmly above the bottom. They're firmly above the middle. But I just to me at least, I think Kansas and for me it's Kansas and Baylor. Um, I know you've had you've talked about Kansas, Houston, and Baylor. Uh, I still I think I just think I have less concerns about those teams than I do about Houston. And especially, I think the other thing was last year, me and you were very hesitant on crowning Houston early. Um, the whole year. Kind of, I had them losing to so, in the second I think round. we both had them losing in the Sweet 16. I think we yeah, both had them yeah. losing when they ended up losing. Yeah. Um, because this, it felt like a team that was on paper ready to go, but we never saw it. Um, Outside of me, I think it was one non-conference game. We were like, "Oh man, that that and that was like it back in December." Uh, so again, I think that's where I am with this team. With this team now, because I think they're a little worse. I mean, you, yeah, you lose Marcus Sasser and Jarris Walker in the same class. I mean, that's in itself is a lot to replace. And I just don't. I like the replacement players they have, but I don't yeah. love it. Maybe I don't know. I think I think ideally for Houston that we've seen over the past. Six years like dominate in the front court with their rebounding, with their size, their defense. I don't love the front court here, so that's right. my hesitancy of putting them any higher than eleven. Um, TCU. It's probably the hardest team to place. The last last team we have in the Big Twelve. This is the hardest team because we've Easily. covered it in depth this off season. The question marks we've had, the certainties, the amount of transfers you make, the replacement of Mike Miles. The returning talent they still have, and I could be swayed anywhere between seven wins and nine wins. I think, really? and that might be low, but right now I think I'd put them eight and ten. Eight and ten, really? Okay, which might okay. be low. It, it's probably yeah. low, but I I just need to see it. I need to see it. I think. Because speaking of guys, we talked about um, Max Aidness. Speaking of guys with a lot of pressure, Jameer Nelson Jr. Ton. Um, a ton of pressure. He is clearly going to be the alpha in that backcourt. Um, they also played a scrimmage the other day, or yesterday, I believe. Um, 
minimal. It was kind of average scoring from Jameer Nelson. He had like 12 points on like five of eight, five of seven, something like yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to think. So the starting lineup, by the way, very interesting. Uh, Jameer Nelson Jr., Travian Tennyson, mm-hmm. uh, Emmanuel Miller, Jacoby Coles, and Ernest Uday. So they went big. Yeah. They went very big. Um, by the way, if you don't know, Emmanuel Miller is 6'9", playing three. So, or six, probably like six, I'm probably closer to 6'8". Um, regardless, they went big. So I thought, I thought that was interesting with Travian Tennyson. I this is gonna come back to bite me. I'm going ten and eight. I I like this team a lot. <laughs> um this is gonna come back to bite me when we're talking in January and we still don't know Jamie Dixon's best seven players. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> when he still tra- he has a different starting lineup every time they, they play. Uh but I, I I'm 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 choosing to lean into the optimist aside of myself and I'm gonna go. I think this team's gonna be fun to watch. That's where it's We'll see. Jamie Dixon's gonna have to really coach his butt off here because you lose Mike Miles. Oh, I I come I keep coming back to Mike Miles was so much what and when he wasn't on the court, they lost yeah. they lost like three games in a row. They lost like three out of four or something like that. They they couldn't operate. So that's a lot to um replace for Jameer Nelson there. Okay, uh, Texas A and M, the only team in the SEC uh, predicted to come in second, I believe, in the SEC uh, behind Tennessee. Most outlets do. I don't think the um, – I have all the – the SEC is the only conference I don't have up as one of the tabs right here. But, um, yeah, Wade Taylor. They return everybody. Boots, Radford, uh, Wade Taylor. Uh, they add Eli Lawrence from Middle Tennessee, a nice wing piece. Uh, they still have Marble in the front court. They still have Henry Coleman in the front court. I mean, it's the same team that went – what was it, 15-3 and three in the SEC last year and almost uh, won yeah. the conference. If not for Alabama going sixteen and two, um, this year's SEC I expect to be substantial. There's not an Alabama in the conference, you know, which right. treats it, which opens the door for you to potentially win it. But I don't think they win fifteen games. That's the bottom or the middle of the SEC is as bad as it was last year. I can't, I can't see that. Uh, so right. I'm gonna go with a healthy. I'm gonna go thirteen and five. You think thirteen and five again? Do you have them winning the conference? Thirteen and five. For the magazine spoiler. I had Tennessee one and yeah. M two. Right. I don't know. I think that might get it done. I think Tennessee's pretty damn good. Uh, thirteen and five, fourteen and four. One of those is going to win the conference. There's not a. I don't think there's a fifteen and three team in here. Like last year, there were two. This year, I don't think there's a single fifteen and three team. So. 13 and five, two less wins than last year. But I still think this is a very good co- competitive team that's in the top 25 for most of the year. For all for the, the entire think, year. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's about right. Um, I think I'm, I think I might go with you. I think, I mean, this is a team that just like, they didn't make any big additions, but they didn't need to because um, they brought back everybody. So if Wade Taylor is that, at that level of being the best player in the conference, then yeah, I, I'm fully confident that. Despite the SEC getting better overall, I think that just means AM sticking together is also going to be better. Um, so, yeah. And again, it, we may talk ourselves out of this because their non conference is kind of up and down. I'm looking at it right now. They get Ohio State early, right? Um, I think at Ohio State, they get 
Virginia, Memphis, they get Houston, right? So like we could easily just like, oh man, this team's not it. <laughs> yeah. Um, very quickly. But you know, I'm I'm very excited for this because I think they open. Will you will you see them when they open against LSU or is that on the road on the road for or at AM? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. Top of my head, I do not remember. It looks like it's it looks like it's at, at College Station. Never mind. But okay. regardless, you'll be pay, obviously you'll still be paying attention yeah. to that game because uh, yeah. when they open conference. Yeah. All right. Let's head to the American the American Athletic Conference. Four teams in there, and none of them are believe it or not. Despite North Texas finishing the year um, in the top thirty-five, and Ken Palm and yeah. Ned and all that stuff, doesn't matter. Coaches poll. The coaches in the American hate North Texas and put them sixth. Um, but let's start with them. North Texas, obviously, uh, has been one of the better basketball programs in the state over the past five, six years under Graham McCaslin. Now Graham McCaslin is at Texas Tech. Ross Hodge takes over him. Uh, they were able to retain a good amount of talent from last year as far as um, Aaron Scott and Ruben Jones as kind of your cornerstone mm-hmm. pieces. Tyler Perry uh, is gone to um, Kansas State, Abu Usman to, to Xavier, Kai Huntsbury is out of eligibility. I'll let you go first. What do you think? 18 games in a conference that is significantly better than last year, than the conf- in Conference USA. Now you yeah. have Tulane, East Carolina, SMU, Wichita State, all F- competent F- teams. Yeah. Uh, it's a good conference. What it's do we think? Really good conference. And, and, uh, and a first-year head coach. Yes. Um, so I'll let you do it, go first to be the negative one. <laughs> be the negative one. Okay. I'm going to go 11 and 7. Um, I think that I am worried about this team versus like a Memphis or an FAU. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think this team, they're very similar to Texas and how I view them. I think that. Ross Hodge's system and that defense and a continuity puts them well above any of the other newcomer, uh, the other fellow newcomers in the conference that are coming in, that are mm-hmm. going to get a, a wake up call. Let's first, for example, Rice, right? Yeah. Um, but I do think the Memphises have that level of talent that I just don't think it's there yet. Um, they're going to win games with their system. They're going to win games with with that defense. While Memphis is just gonna, I, I, I mean, I think Memphis is gonna win this conference. Um, it can, just because every year, whether whatever I think of Penny Hardaway, he's able to reload that talent easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're in a conference now, without especially without Houston, where they can just kind of be the most talented team every every year. Um, so I would say I say about a fourth ish finish. I think is okay. Um, but give me about. Uh, what I say, eleven and um, eleven and seven. Uh, eleven and seven, yeah. Um, I do think there will be growing pains, but I do think most of that is done in the non-conference. I think we've seen with McCaslin and Ross teams in the past; they've had some questionable non-conference losses, and then they come out in conference and they go, you know, whatever, fourteen and four or something to to, to win mm-hmm. it. Um, I don't think they win this conference. I don't think they're going to finish top two, but. I'm going to put them at 12 and six, which I think would be a fantastic year one in the American. Um, I think this is perhaps the most talented team North Texas has had 
ever. I think this is definitely this is definitely the most uh, rounded scoring team I think I can remember. Yeah, um, and if Aaron they have Scott, a lot. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, if Aaron Scott oh, so takes that Aaron, step forward, then yeah, that that's yeah. That's- Aaron Scott, John Bugs, of course from UTSA, and then the guy that I kind of because uh, of course they had a scrimmage, they had the exhibition against um, Sam Houston. Jason Edwards. If Jason Edwards comes in from JUCO and he scored, what was it sixteen points in twenty six minutes? Yeah. Like he had, he put up fourteen shots. So like he has, he has a green light. So like, if I'm not saying those guys need to average fourteen, but if it's like all those guys can average from like ten to fifteen, that's awesome. Like that's again, that's probably the most rounded scoring team I can remember in a backcourt. Yeah. Okay. Um, SMU. This is. A sleeper pick, I think, by a lot of people to be, um, you know, have a really strong year, may break into the top half of the conference in uh, Rob mm-hmm. Lanier's second season. Zurich Phelps, we know about lead guard. Uh, they return, you know, Samuel Williamson and uh, Keon Ambrose Hilton and guys like that. They add uh, Chuck Harris uh, from, uh, where is he from? The Butler. He's from Butler. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a very interesting team. I'm. What am I missing here? Why Why are they going to take a jump forward here? But it feels like the similar team to last year. Right. I think for this one, a lot of people are betting just betting on Rob Lanier, um, because one, I think it is fair to say that Georgia State's. I think they've fallen bad uh, without him, because of course he was hired after Ron Hunter left for Tulane. Um, and they won 10 games last year. Georgia State is traditionally one of the best teams in the Sun Belt, and they just fell off a cliff. Um, and so I think that they're penciling in SMU. Because I'll say this. SMU, they weren't – they were, like, very painfully average last year. They weren't bad, right? They weren't, like, a bad team, but it was very painfully, like, year one averageness to me. Um, I think the wrinkles of some defense was there. And I think that's what people are going to – that's what Rob Lanier does. And so I think that's what they're kind of transitioning with in terms of, like, this defense is going to get better. And so I, I'm i still leaning on the pessimist side um, because, like you mentioned, there weren't a lot of, like, major additions. Um, I'm going to go 8-10, and 10, um, which I think is an improvement on last year. What they got last year in conference? 5-13. and 5-13, uh, and 13, yeah. So, like – I'm going to go eight and 10. I think again, there's no Houston, right? So they're not going to get their doors blown off <laughs> twice a year. Um, so give me eight and 10. I think that's a moderate improvement. I think the thing we'll, we'll see, we will see is the defense is going to take a step forward. I wouldn't be surprised if this is like top. I mean, they were like almost 150th last year. I wouldn't be surprised if this is like a top 80, top 70 defense going uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. They were awful um, on offense last year. 214 yeah. in all. And that's the here's the thing. Like Rob Lanier's teams aren't really that great on offense. So like even going back to Georgia State, I think his highest was like 70, something mm-hmm. like that. Well that, um, this is that's the thing is they're gonna have Zurge Phelps, and that's gonna be like, all right, can Zurge Phelps right. carry you on offense to enough points yeah. to win the game? And I am right. gonna have them at a seven eleven. I think you know, two more wins. They don't like you said, they don't have to play Houston which was two of their losses last year. So you replace that mm-hmm. with maybe race or something. I think they are better, yeah. but I still don't. And I, I will say the one thing about Zurich Phelps is he's a good scorer. He's not necessarily an efficient score. Like he's not a Kendrick Davis, right? Who is like putting up 
45% from the floor, 40% from, you know, he's like, I think he's just sub 40 from the floor. <laughs> so it's like, he is kind of a volume shooter. So it is like a live and die by Zurich Phelps on offense. Yeah. He shot, um, his, his effective field goal percentage was 44.3. So that is includes, oh. yeah, <laughs> not great. Okay. Um, Rice projected to finish 11th in the conference from the coaches. Yep. Not a lot of belief in them. Speaking I'm, of teams that just brought everyone back. I mean, almost everyone except yeah. for probably the guy that could have helped a lot more. Yeah, besides Quincy Olivari. Quincy Olivari has gone to, to, gone to Xavier. Uh, Travis E. Max Fiedler's back. Um, they added Noah Shelby from Vanderbilt, Houston guy, former top 100 player uh, in his class. I mean, I think they're going to be able to score – I think they're going to be okay. But I look at the top 10 in this conference and say there's no way that they're better than Tulsa, Wichita State, SME, Texas. I just don't think that they're close to that level. But, you know, their offense could steal them a couple wins. I'm going to put them – oh, how optimistic do I want to be here? (laughs) I can't do that. Yeah, put me at 5-13. and Really? Yeah. Wow, Scott Harris is gonna come to your house. I'm sorry, Scott. That I don't, I don't believe. Man, um, um, that's that's rough. Let's see. What did Rice? What did Rice finish last year? Eight and twelve. Eight or seven and thirteen. Eight and twelve. Eight and twelve. Eight and twelve. I mean, yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, I'm. Uh... 281st in defense last year, 112th in offense. So, y'all, y'all have fun. That's the thing. It's like, this is an offensive team that's not like incredible offensively. I think that's been the frustrating thing where it's like they have all this offensive talent, but it's not like they're like, I'm not saying Baylor, but it's not like Baylor where it's like they're second in offense and then 100, you know, like it's just yeah. virtual. They're just like, they're bad on defense, and then they're like kind of above average, slightly above average on offense. Um, give me, oh man, to your, to your point, real quick on yep. Rice. Yep. Uh, last year in Kemp Palm, in conference only uh, games, Rice was seventh in offense and tenth in defense out of eleven. Wow. Wow. Oh so again, okay. it's not like they're lighting people up. Right. Give me, give me seven and eleven. Have fun with that. <laughs> have fun with that ticket. <laughs> oh, sweating out rice games at the end there, trying to get to seven. Oh no! Well, let me see. Weren't there a couple of games that we were like really stressed out with last year for some reason? Oh, because I remember you buried them two games into the year. Or was it one yeah. game into the year? No, it might have been one game into the year. Let me see. When did they lose to Pepperdine? First game oh, of the it year. Was, it was first game of the year. 67. Yeah. And then the third game of the year was Middle Tennessee. They lost 81 to 46. Yeah. yeah. So I, but then they, but then they beat Texas State and they took Texas to overtime. We're like, they're back, baby. And then you're like, just hold on on this. They went bit. to overtime. Wasn't that when Beer got fired? Was <laughs> Something like, yes, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. And we're like... Are we back? Are we back? They just need the opposing coach to get arrested every time they play. I don't know. That's <laughs> not weird out. Oh man, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. I don't. They got UTSA twice at least in conference, so 
That's they do. Cool. They do. They do yeah. have UTSA twice. But they split with UTSA last year, so I can't bank oh, on that being wins. All right. Speaking of UTSA, the unanimous coaches oh, boy. last okay. place selection. 14 coaches voted and UTSA 14 points. So that means they were dead last in every single poll. Scott Henson is back. Jordan Ivy Curry Steve is Henson. back. Steve Henson. Sorry. Who? <laughs> Back. Scott, you're just making Scott Para. You're just talking about Scott Para. <laughs> Steve Henson's back. Um, Jordan Ivy Curry came back from Pacific because he's gonna get like 20 shots a game. Jacob Germany's <laughs> gone. The whole starting five is gone. John Bug, yeah. everybody, DJ Richards. Um, and yeah, now it's a new team for Henson to mold to his liking. Whatever that means. <laughs> you go first. Me. <laughs> Me go for it. All right. Um, all right. So let me let me let me see. What this team went four and have, Okay, four and sixteen. Oh well really four and seventeen, because then they lost to Rice again in the conference tournament. So. <laughs> You're gonna count the conference tournament. Yeah, I'm counting them. Three hundred thirteenth in defense last year, two hundred thirty seventh in offense, and they lost uh their best players. Give that, me after Metters, another one I forgot to mention, it's gone. All right, three and fifteen. Three and fifteen. Um, Tulsa also sucks, so they may split with Tulsa. Tulsa um, doesn't suck. Tulsa stinks. Is that, Tulsa oh well, stinks. Tulsa stunk last year, but they, I think they're gonna be better this year. Maybe Conkle's they're two seventy second in Ken Palm. He's Con- Conkle's got um, what's his name? Gosh, now I can't remember his name. Does Tulsa uh, got a guy? Kobe Williams transferred in, and Keiston Willis transferred in. Oh, they do got Keiston Willis. Now, I don't know if Keiston Willis – can he play? Because this is his second transfer, so I'm just curious. Yeah. If, like, if oh, and they got P.J. Haggerty too. Oh, yeah, P- yeah, see, I knew you forgot might about actually, Tulsa. Might actually be. I actually forgot about Tulsa. I'm sticking with it. I'm gonna stick, I'm sticking through 3-15 and because um, apparently they can steal one off Rice apparently last year. Uh, so, so, yeah, I'm going to say 3-15. I'm looking through the schedule right now. I mean, it's right. not, I mean, again, this conference is harder than last Look, year. So they play Temple twice. They rise twice, and they play Charlotte once. No, twice. Okay. I they gave them an easy schedule. That sounds three. They gave three them an easy schedule. All right. Yeah, this is this is easy then. Two and 16. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Two and 16. There you go. Oh, my goodness. UTSA. Yeah. By the way, do you see the the news on the student voting UTSA? Oh yeah. And that, I just I I retweeted that. I was like, look, UTSA is just asking y'all students if y'all can get a new basketball coach. <laughs> like that's all. That's all they're trying to raise those fees just to be like, we can't fire him yet because we don't have money. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully y'all win y'all's bowl game in football this year. UTSA. Or else it's gonna be a long win. I was about to say they're not gonna be able to. They're just going to have them on uh, stipend next year because they're not going to have the money to hire a new coach. Exactly. Sick. Okay. Um, Where is my Conference USA tab? Oh, boy. Okay. I'll start with um, UTEP. Another conference where we do not have a top – well, we don't have a top four team in this conference. Liberty Middle, Western Kentucky, and La Tech are the closest poll uh, top four. Mm -hmm. Thanks to UTEP. And I do think UTEP is a significant step behind Liberty Middle, Western, and La Tech. Those are four really good basketball. Yeah. 
Um, but Joe Golding's got the boys ready to play. New faces in. We've talked about them before. We love Tay Hardy. Um, they did lose, you know, was it Zerico Nima to Texas? <laughs> um, this, I, I like, I, I wanted Joe Golding going into this year because, like, he won at Abilene Christian. He's he's a guy who should have his identity, but ultimately, you get to this level, and he said it himself: like, you want to have the talent to just go out there and have a chance to win games, like scoring the ball. They haven't really added that. I mean, they have they've added guys over this offseason that we like and that can score the ball, but you know. Rodney Terry's not walking through that door with Jamal Bienemy right there, Soli Boom mm-hmm. right there, and Bryson Edwards right there. Like Bryson Williams, sorry. Like you need a guy. If you have those guys, that would be great. They don't yeah. have those guys. Somebody will emerge and score the ball, but I'm hesitant. I'm hesitant to put them above Sam Houston, and we're gonna do Sam Houston in the next. But uh, I don't love it. There's nine teams in this conference. I believe it's 16, right? 16 games, 16 conferences. I'm, I'm assuming it's 16. I wrote down 18 yeah. for everybody, but I'm double-checking that right now. It, um, is, it is 16 for okay. That makes sense. Play everybody twice. Yeah. 16 games. I'm going to go – I don't believe. 7-11. Mm, man. Oh, you mean uh, – uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me recalibrate in my head. Oh, yeah. You're doing 18 still. Uh, mm, I'll be optimistic. Seven nine. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I I think I mean there's gonna be a lot of pressure on guys like uh, uh, Corey Camper who was brought in. Um, he's a big scorer in in JUCO, but you know it's, it's stepping up a level. Um, David Terrell Jr. probably gonna start as or not start, but play a lot of minutes as a freshman. Um. Zid Powell, of course, you know, have a lot of expectations as well. I, I think we both like Tay Hardy. Um, I'm trying to see. Last last year they went seven and thirteen. Yeah, seven um, and thirteen. They don't it's, have to play, you know, UAB, FAU, North Texas. I think I'm gonna go eight and eight. Okay. I think I'm gonna go eight and eight, and I think this will be. This feels like a conference that doesn't have a bottom, if that makes sense. Like the bottom of the conference feels like. They're like this feels like a bunch of average teams plus Liberty and LaTeX, I think. Yes. And then depending on what whatever you think of Sam, we'll talk about Sam in a bit. But I think like there's a third, there's like a there's like top two, and then like everybody else. So I think like eight, I honestly I think like eight and eight could finish third or sixth, in my opinion. Yeah. So um Sam Houston. I think this team is really solid. Uh, and mm-hmm. a scrimmage against North Texas, they lost by 10. We saw them last year, um, you know, put up fights against everybody they play. They had Devon mm-hmm. from Southern, they returned Jay Ray. Um, they return, um, where'd my tab go? Um, Cameron Hefner. Uh, I think this is a team that defense will once again be a top 50 team in the country. And offensively, they'll figure it out with Barnes and, and guys like that. Now, obviously, uh, lose your head coach. That raises a question mark, but I'm going to put him at 8-8 eight eight on the year. 
similar yeah i think it's a similar situation very similar situation to unt you lose your head coach but you just promote the guy who's been there along the way yeah. and chris mudge so we kind of hope that i think mudge i'm trying to think he's been there since 20 yeah 2010 um so like you basically replace him with with uh, the guy who's been there and I, i'm i i think i'm pretty optimistic i think i'm gonna go eight and eight for them too um it's a new-ish conference for them, obviously, coming over. Or, but, I mean, not new-ish. I guess they played last year. Um, but, no, they were in the WAC last year, weren't they? We're talking about Sam? Sam was in the WAC yeah, last year, yeah. In the WAC, yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm probably a harder conference last year. Um, so, I would say, yeah, I would say eight and eight, just because, I mean, you you lose Quay Grant, right? You, you can't replace that. Um, overnight, but I think they brought back enough to be pretty fun. So, yeah, they were they were they were really good last year. For those who don't, oh yeah, know. they they were genuine. Like you know, Quay Grant. I think he won. Did he win conference play of the year or something like that? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. He was all conference regardless. Um, but like you know, they brought him in from Wichita State after coming up from from D three uh, or D two, sorry, um, West Texas, and he yeah. caught fire. So they may have somebody like that in the fold, but uh, yeah. I finished fourteen and four last year. You mentioned it might be a better. I don't know if it's a better. I have to. I'd have to look at that. Liberty. Not say though, or at least, or at least last year to this last year's whack versus this year's. Some, uh, 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 That's what I'm trying to think. Conference USA. Conference USA. I don't know. Western. Liberty. La Tech. I don't know. I would take all of those teams over like SFA. Maybe, yeah, maybe. maybe. Utah Valley. Utah Valley was good last year, too. Mm, that's true. Yeah, interesting. Interesting uh, debate. Um, all right, let's get to the whack. We have, what is it, four teams here, five teams here? I think it's five. Yes. Four, whatever. Uh, let's start with Stephen F. Austin, picked to finish second uh-huh. by the coaches uh, behind Grand Canyon, who won, who won the conference last year. Uh, SFA, I feel like this is a team that, I don't want to say we don't know about, but like Latrell Giselle is very good. AJ Kajuste is very good. Um, they add or Day Day Hall is very good. So they return mm-hmm. those three. Uh, they add Frank from Utah Tech, seven points per game. It's it's a good team. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, what did they finish last year? I have it up somewhere. They went uh, eleven and seven in conference, nineteen and thirteen yeah. overall. Yeah. So. Last year, eleven and seven conference, losing the first round of the conference tournament. I do think the yeah, lot they had some weird lot, like not even in conference, like at, like they lost like Alcorn and like Northwestern State. So it was like it was like some weird loss for like SFA. What's going on here? Yeah, that's why we didn't really know what to make of them last year. Uh, this year, no Sam Houston in the conference. Eleven teams. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 12 and 8. I think there's enough returning talent here to get to 12. Oh, this is 18. This is back to 18. Oh, oh. yes. I, no, I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. No, this is 20. These are, this looks like it's 20. Is it 20? It might be 20. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's like this is 20. I was complete. Oh, uh, yeah, it's 20. Oh, okay. God. So I was right All this right. time. 12 and 8. 12 and 8. Yeah, okay. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go. A smidge more optimistic, and I'm gonna go 13 and seven. I can um, see that. because I think that 
a lot of what we couldn't make up about them last year was that Sam Houston was really good. And so it was just like, I think we paid a lot of attention to them. Uh, what they go 14, yeah, 14 and four, four last yeah. year. Um, so I, I'm going to say one step higher. But I, I'm still, a lot of it's Kyle Keller and just realizing what he's able to do. Um, and then also just bringing back a lot of just like solid players. Yeah. Uh, I debated with 13 and seven, so I'm not mad at that at all. Okay. Well, Christian, um, I drafted Emmanuel Allen to my fan team. They add Ali Abdul bomb from Chicago state. Not sure right. what to make of the roster here. I was going to say, um, are we on like how, how much of a, a worry are you about Brett Tanner? I was going to say, this is, this is a year for him. It's a massive year that because he tried he um, tried the whole let's bring back some guys last year and it didn't like Joe Pleasant came back and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arian Simmons is the only one back. I think from like the yeah the Joe Golding era. I mean, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, they went five and eleven last year. Yeah, lost the last six games. I'm it's hard like you're basically betting on Brett Tanner if you're predicting them to go 500 you know 500 or better right I'll go I'll go 8 and 12 I feel like the bad guy go ahead do it I mean you've been more optimistic about this podcast you had yeah for God's sake so actually oh that might be I'm gonna go safe. I'm gonna go ten and ten. I think that would be a good had, yeah. That'd be. That'd, I think that'd be a really, really good bounce back here. Um, yeah. Okay, ten and ten for Ace. Let's go UT Arlington now. Uh, who joins the teams that I do not have a feel on? Yeah, joins the whack over there. Aaron Cash is back. I know that. And um, they add Dewan Gordon from New Mexico State, who I really like. Um, and they add Achille Vinning from Texas Wesleyan. It's far uh, cry from the UTR K- teams we used to know. What was that? Right. Uh, I was going to say Katie Turner brought in from Kentucky uh, to take over. Um, I, again, I don't know. I don't know his coaching style, right? So it's like I don't know what to kind of expect from this team. Mm-hmm. Um, I know his thing at Kentucky was he. Well, I know he 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 has roots in Texas as a recruiter under Jankovic. Um, I think he was under, I think Rick Barnes his last year, last couple of years at Texas before he went yeah. to Kentucky. Um, so, but with that being said, I don't know exactly what style they're going to play. You know, um, yeah. I, I feel like because UT Arlington was just so bad last year that I have to naturally put them better. <laughs> Um, what did they go? Six, I mean, so finished six and 12. It wasn't awful last year, um, record wise, but they were just, I, it wasn't great. Um, put me at seven and 13. I was gonna say something like that. I'm gonna go seven and 13 as well. Okay, this is it's, it's a this is a deep conference, I'll say that much. Similar to how, like, I think there are a lot of like, or I mentioned one conference, you said there's two teams, and then kind of everybody else is kind of average. I think this one's like I don't. I think like a lot of teams are just kind of below average. 
Yeah. But like I think a lot of teams are below average. <laughs> okay. Um UTRGV is predicted to come in was it second or tied for second to last in yeah, the conference. Um yeah. I'll let you go I first. Think, I think that's about right. I mean I, th- I think that's about right. Um I think I'm gonna go six and fourteen. Oof. Yeah. Even more optimistic than I'm gonna go. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, look, they lo- look, let me just read off some of these losses last year. Uh well, first let me bring up the so we got the whack. Um uh to UTA, who we just talked about not being very good, 8573. Yeah. Um lost by 20 to both Sam and SFA. Uh they hung in there with Sam in one game. They went 0 2 versus UTA, I should mention. Yeah, so yeah, got the doors blown off by AM Corpus Christi, uh, got the doors blown off by Western Illinois, got killed by Utah Tech. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go, I'll, I think five and 15. I think that's kind of, I need to see something from them before I get excited. All right, Tarleton State, the last team in the WAC, um, actually projected to come in sixth. This is, this is a team that last year we had a lot of fun with trying to out past couple years we've had they're like they're able to do stuff <laughs> yeah thing things happen when Tarleton State is on the uh, they were 359th in defensive uh free throw attempt rate and number one offensive free throw attempt uh they fouled they just foul a lot of people <laughs> fouled people they got fouled they were 361st in, in three point attempt rate they didn't shoot any threes they were gonna nope. punch you in the face and you know, Hope that they didn't get called for a foul, but they usually did. Uh, all that, turnover percentage on defense. Yeah, all that to go. You know, eight nine in conference. Yep. Um, Seventeen and seventeen overall, losing the first round of what was this the, the CBI or something like that, whatever this yeah. tournament is. Um. I, you know, I, I like this team. Theory. I want to stress the end part here. Um, I'm looking at Kempom has them dropping quite a bit. They yeah. finished 163rd last year overall. Kempom has them at 220 to start the year. Um, but I'm going to go 9-11 and 11 in conference play for Charlton State. I think this is a team that plays hard, gets random wins, and gets to nine wins on the year. Okay. they. Uh, I mean, they lost Freddie Hicks, right? That was a big blow to them. Yeah. Um, and then I think they lost Shamir Bobes as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they returned uh, Lou Williams um, last year. I know that much. Yeah, uh, I mean that's yeah, that's a that's a that's a big blow. Uh, but if that style translates, you know, who knows what they can do? That's my um, yeah, that's um, uh, give me give me seven thirteen. No faith in Billy Gillespie. All right. Uh, Texas. Oh, Shamir Bogues is at uh, Vermont. I don't know. Oh, shout out Vermont. Uh, they were my yeah. team on NCAA Basketball 09. <laughs> All right. Texas State. I'll let you go first. Overall thoughts for Texas State, who's predicted to finish 10th in the front belt. Listen, uh, I was at uh, the homecoming game this past weekend when they played Troy. football team did. And nobody knows what this team is going to be. <laughs> um, 
I'm going, this one's 16. Or no, eight, this is 18, back to 18. Um, I'm going to be somewhat optimistic, and I'm going to go 10 and 8, um, which is respectable. It's a deep conference, so I think they'll finish above the middle, but I think they're going to be just like barely above the middle. 10 and 8. Colton I think Benson they carrying them the ten and eight win. <laughs> I was about to say it's gonna be a lot of Colton Benson, uh, Drew Drennan. Drew Drennan's I, I back. Di- I didn't see it last year in terms of him being a number one guy, but he's gonna be asked to be probably a number one guy. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a lot of newcomers. Davion Sykes kind of take a big step forward because he kind of tailed off towards the end of last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, we'll see. It's a big year for 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 TJ because no Mason Harrell for the first time. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go eight and ten. Don't Around know. There. Need yeah. to see it. Um, right. All right. Let's jump to the Southland, our second to last conference here. A lot of teams, though, obviously, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, start with Incarnate Word. San Antonio's very own. Picked to finish <laughs> 10th out of 10 in the Southland. Don't ask why we're starting with the last team first here. Um, <laughs> lose Jonathan Cisse to, to um, Texas Southern. Um have a couple like guys that can shoot the ball kind of but overall i think this is by far you know i think this is actually i think this is probably by far the worst team in the southland you look at it lamar hcu like i'm taking all those teams over incarnate word by easton amount okay. oh, taking H- hcu over them i am your okay. boy plays on that team um <laughs> the boy you drafted yeah <laughs> Okay, uh, but Incarnate Word, 18 games, I, I believe it is. Man, put me up for Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know how much Devontae, I mean, Devontae didn't do a lot for this team. Uh, I think I'm, yeah, 4 and 14. I think so, too. All right. Yeah. Uh, Houston Christian, uh, predicted by the coaches. Uh, actually, fun fact, Houston Christian got – a first place vote from somebody. There were 19 <laughs> votes in this poll. Did you did you have first place vote? <laughs> I voted. Did you, did, did you you support your boy Bonk Morang? It was me. It was I. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see how who there were 20 votes, and obviously there's not 20 coaches here unless if each person got two. I don't know if this media. Uh, regardless of the 20 votes from people. They got one of the first place. That's disgusting. That's so disgusting. shout out to HDU. Um, let me look. Let me look something up real quick. That's nasty. That's nasty. Houston Christian finished 353rd in the country last year. 10-22 overall, seven in conference. Bonk Morang's back. Bonk Morang over here. Um, I'm gonna go. Six and twelve. Okay. Off the strength okay. of Bonk Morang. <laughs> um, see, we already both agreed that I think yeah, I think Incarnate Word's the worst team. So I'm gonna go five and thirteen. There you go. AM Commerce, second year now in uh, division one, and they're projected to seventh in the conference. They did not receive a first place vote though, unlike Houston Christian, um, Commerce, 
is a team that last year finished nine and nine in conference play, thirteen and nine. Honestly, pretty damn good year for them. Do we think they get back to five hundred again? That would be a heck of a year. Um, to go back to back nine win seasons, uh, back to back five hundred seasons to start, uh, start your run in Division One. I look at this conference from an outside perspective as I don't think they're as good as the top six. Mm-hmm. And I think they're right there with Lamar. I'm putting them at eight wins here. Eight and 10 for commerce. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be solid. Um, I do know they're, I don't know if you've uh, kept up with it, but I know Jared, their head coach, Jared Von Rosenberg has been going through a tough time. Uh, I believe his wife was hospitalized recently. I believe she was taken out of the ICC, ICU the other day. So I know it's been a, kind of a tough mm-hmm. build up to the season for him. Um, so I believe they actually have a, a program actually has a GoFundMe for her, by the way, if anybody wants to go check that out um, on, on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go about the same. This was a team that was like, they were okay in their first year, right? Obviously, Jason Burton got a lot of the headlines for how he took the women's team yeah. uh, to, to D1. Um, I think this was more akin to how a D2 going up is supposed to be, right? 3-13 and 13 overall, right? It wasn't, they weren't a walkover, but they weren't exactly running through the conference. Um, I'm going to take a modest step forward, and I'm going to say about, I'm going to say 9-9. Nine and nine. What are they? Let me see. What were they nine. last year? They were, they, I mean, they were nine and nine last year, so yeah, yeah nine and nine last year. Okay, uh, Lamar last year went five and 13 in the conference. The coaches have them second to last here, but damn the coaches. I think Lamar and Alvin Brooks, uh, they went five and 13 last year. I'm gonna put them at a nice eight and 10 on the year. I was about I to say, they were remember two years ago, they were the worst team in the country, like, worst like team probably. In the- <laughs> Um, and the fact that they were able to put remake the roster a little bit and have his dudes ready to go. I mean, you look at it of their thirteen losses. What is this? I'm trying to look. They they had some blowout losses, but yeah, yeah. Five of them were by five or less points, six or less points. So okay. So what, what you go again? What was that? What you go again? What you say? Eight and ten. Eight and ten, okay. Uh you know what's screw it. Let's go. Eight and ten. Eight and ten. Let's go, Alvin. Hang the banner. Let's do it. <laughs> and of Corpus Christi projected to win the conference. Eleven of the twenty first. Based on what? I don't know. But based on uh Colter ish. I I, I, I mean like I like Jim Shaw. He was an assistant for Tech State when I was covering them. Um obviously played on or coached next to Steve Lutz, but Steve Lutz and all those players dipped, man. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, Travian Tennyson, Isaac Mashiel, Jalen Jackson, Tarion Murdix. I don't know anybody else. I mean, they're all gone. I don't know anybody else. <laughs> I was about to say you just named players who aren't there. Anymore. Yeah, I named players that are not on the team. So forget everything <laughs> I just said um, and get to know Dane Trim, Lance Amir Paul, Gary Clark, Stephen Gilwa, Xavier Glenn. Get these guys. They they went. Uh, uh, Jim Shaw went super JUCO. There's there's like there's going JUCO, which is oh, Grant McCaslin, and then there's super JUCO, which is like nothing but junior college. Yes, all of them. 
Connor State College, uh, Panola College. Um, I don't count Tarleton State as a JUCO, but um, no, it's not count as no Tarleton does not count as a JUCO. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, Moberly Area Community College, you know, Midland College. So, anyways, you get the point. Uh, they, I, I was looking through some of these guys, and I do think there is some quality talent here obviously sure 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 you can get competitive here um and i do think you can win this conference by going 12 and 6 13 and 5 something like that like you can get i think there'll be enough it'll be mudded up enough to where you don't have to go 15 and 3 yeah Uh, last year they went 14 and 4 do you have a do you have some mind i'm trying to think i'm gonna go 10 and 8 Okay, I'm going ten and eight because it's. I want to give the staff for what you know how much of it's still around um, credit for you know being there with Steve Lutz, and I do think they have the reputation of being I won't say the favorite but a contender in there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll go eleven and seven. There is enough talent here to to do um, to win eleven games for sure. I could see twelve too, but we'll see. Nice. All right, the SWAC rounds us out here. Uh, Texas Southern, our saviors. Um, love Texas Southern. PJ Henry, Jonathan Cisse, um, Shaquille O'Neal still on the team. Um, Grayson Carter still on the team, even though they didn't do much last year. This is a team that's projected to win the conference. Got 10. They got, they got smart. Coach Scott Smart, and he's like, you know what? Just give Johnny Jones the title. Well, the the funny part is, it looks like there were about twenty votes. Texas Southern got yeah. ten, Grayling got four, and then it goes Alcorn two, Jackson State three, Southern one, Prairie View one, Alabama and one, Arkansas Pine Bluff one. So just everybody just voted for their friends, I guess. I don't know. That's what I was about to say. But um, yeah, they're projected to win it, and PJ Henry's the preseason player of the year. So that Fair being enough. said, um. Actually, it's not a bad time of that. This is a decent. This is a good year for the SWAC. Feels like. Um, was there eighteen games? I'm assuming. Um, uh, I think Ken Palm is seventeen. Weird. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know what the hell these. Are there actually seven games in the SWAC season this year? Hold on. I'm, I want to look it up now. Yeah, that's what it says. Jesus, 17 games for sure. Sure, all right. 17, um, 13 and four for TSU. Really? Okay, so they went, they disappointed last year. They had 7 11. Yeah, yeah, of course, they went on to win the conference regardless because that's what they do. Um, (laughs) that's what they do. They, I think they went in as like a eight seed in the conference tournament one anyway they did yeah um, exactly. it's exactly what happened oh it's amazing um but i mean adding jonathan cc i think is a big one i oh god i'm waiting for grayson carter i can't believe grayson carter's still a sophomore that doesn't feel real um i'm waiting for his breakout season um i'm, I'm holding on to the stock uh <laughs> funniest thing me... is last year you know texas yeah. only goes and Alcorn State goes, I think it was like 14 or 4 or something like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter because it doesn't matter because tournament time. Tournament. Tournament time. Johnny Jones time. Uh all right. Give me 12 and 5. 
that's probably that's probably more realistic. But it, it, in the end, what we're saying is it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Look, Texas Southern just get, just get in, just get in the yeah, tournament. Texas Southern played Farley Dickinson in the first round, lost by twenty, but it doesn't matter. All right, they would have beat Purdue if they would have won that game too. So, <laughs> uh, tournament Johnny Jones is no joke. Um, Prairie View projected to come in six, but did also receive a first place vote. Believe it or not, um, this is a Prairie View team that last year ninety nine overall, but lost first round of Jackson State. The tournament in the conference tournament. Didn't they sweep? Did they sweep Texas Southern West last year? Texas Southern double overtime Man. win. I remember that game because they. I watched it. I went back and watched their first one. Uh, they go to double Man. overtime on some crazy stuff, and then they end up winning by 15 points in double okay. overtime okay. in a, okay. a game that I had never seen before. You win by 15 <laughs> points when you go double in overtime. double overtime. Second, <laughs> the one team. I mean. Texas Southern basically said, I'm done. We're done here. We're done. Right, right, right. Um, but then Prairie did win uh, 70-74 Texas Southern at home. So 2-0 sweep for PV. Um, PV almost beat UTSA last year. Let's not forget. Uh, Did that? UTSA scare. Almost beat Rice last year. Gave him a scare. Um, that. Even put a little scare in Northwestern. And not Northwestern State, Northwestern, Northwestern right there. So uh, anyways, I say all that. This is also a very, very different team. Yeah. So good luck to anybody projecting them of what we're going to see. Uh, typically, they – I mean, last year they were 348th in offense, but 104th in defense. So, you know, we'll see what Byron Smith has for them this year. Uh, I, I'll go 8-9. I do think the Swag's pretty good this year. Yeah, I could be balanced. Let me see. Am I gonna go with that too? I'll go. I'll go nine and eight. I'll go a little bit just the other way. One of me. All right. They do got. Let me see. They have an interesting stretch where it may be kind of similar to last year. They get Rice, UTSA, back to back, and then A and M, which is of course one of them. But then they start conference. So like Rice, UTSA, like. Yeah, they would do it. What are the odds that they win one of those games? I think it's Listen, listen. If we put it like a 30% chance at winning one of like each individual game, you know, I think you put them together, yeah. I think that puts us somewhere in like 45 50% <laughs> range of winning one of the games. So, who's I'll put it this way. Uh, I'll put it this way. So they they have all their non-conference games, you know, obviously we realize they play stupid hard non-conference schedule. Yeah. Um so their biggest game aside from like North American like the non uh, uh division 1 schools uh, Tennessee Martin, they're at a 36% chance to win. And then UTSA is second with 18%. Mm. That's like by far, by far, like by those far. are the two like ones that they're everything else I mean, like six, seven percent. I mean, where would UTSA finish in the swag? That's the real question. <laughs> That's a fun game, I guess. Um oh my god. Is Where it disrespectful to say in the middle? I mean, Alcorn went 14-4 in the swag last year, and they're projected third this year. So, that, I mean, I'm drawing a line at the very top end. You get third. You get fourth. <laughs> it's um, like you're not beating Alcorn State. You're not beating Alcorn TSU, and that Grambling apparently is very good. So, those three on the table. Where would UTSA finish in the SWAC? We need where would UTSA finish in the Southland? 
They lost a gremlin by 20 last year. UTSA did? Um, yeah. yeah. Did I forget this? Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I, did, I did not remember this. Well, Grambling was a wagon last year. Grambling was a wow. you know, 15 and 3. Could you imagine Ooh. if they lost to Prairie View and Grambling back to back games? Does UTSA, let me see. Where are we at? I think they play, I think they play a couple of swag this year. They play Houston Christian. We're we're gonna get we're gonna learn so much about UTS Road Rank in, in these conferences because they got Lamar Incarnate Word. Incarnate Word. I mean heck Jacksonville State. We'll see where they would have They got Lamar them. twice. Why do they got Lamar twice? Ooh, big. Is that a it's a like, home and what home, they signed a home and home with Lamar? Home home. It's a home and home <laughs> with Lamar. They got Prairie View, uh Little Rock, Army. Didn't even know Army was division one basketball. Um props <laughs> respectful uh, they are. And good for them. So, I don't, we always find a way to just kill UTSA for our podcast, and it's my favorite thing. It's my absolute. Favorite. Well, we'll make up UTSA fans. will make up part of the women's podcast. Yeah, uh, just listen to the women's podcast. Listen to the women's. That's our. That's our. That's our. That's our team this year. So. Yes. Shout out UTSA. All right, that's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, yeah. yeah, there are projections. I'll put them here, and uh, so that way we can have them. And um, reference referencing them throughout the year as well. Be like, oh, this team is overachieving, underachieving, so on and so forth. So we will have this up. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Um, subscribe over there. And we will talk to you all on Friday.